Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are here to listen to some fine jazz today. I'm glad you found your way to this podcast. Hope you make a point of visiting us every now and then and uh, letting us know what you think. Today we're going to be listening to some music that was uh, recorded by the great New Orleans trumpeter Red Allen, who uh, was active from the 1920s, uh, in the recording studios anyway, all the way up until he passed away in 1968. These recordings were made in the late 1950s, 57, 58, and into 1960 as well, uh, and they are... Uh, representative of this sort of later period of his career where his uh, powers of invention were undiminished. He was a a really interesting player. Don Ellis called him the most avant-garde trumpet player in New York in 1960, which uh, he was not doing it facetiously, I don't think, either. And some of the playing you're going to hear today are really kind of... uh, gets to the boundaries of of tonal jazz, uh, even though he's playing in a very traditional Dixieland context through most of it. He made his living in the 1950s uh, playing for tourists in New York. Uh, He played a number of years at the Metropole in New York City, uh, which was a very loud touristy club which uh, featured Rock'em Sock'em Industrial Strength Dixieland, uh, played by uh, musicians who had been active in the swing era and even before in some occasions. And we're going to hear some of the prime exponents of that style today as well. Red Allen was born in Algiers, Louisiana in 1908. His father, uh, Henry Red Allen Sr., was a trumpet player and band leader. He led a, uh, a marching band uh, that performed in New Orleans. Uh, in fact, I think they even toured a bit. They went to New York. I think there's a film or a picture of them performing in New York in the very early 1900s. Um, But Red Allen was raised in that tradition. He became a very adept brass player. He was never known for a wide or or a high range of playing, the way Louis Armstrong was, for example. But he had uh, pretty significant power and endurance as well, and as I mentioned, invention besides. He had come north to New York in the late 1920s, uh, about 1927, I think. He was brought to uh, New York by Clarence Williams and did uh, a recording or two with his band. He didn't like it, so he went home. Uh, He had been offered uh, a job with Duke Ellington, which would have been an interesting uh, change in in history. Uh, But he, uh, as I said, opted to go home. He was homesick. Uh, The New Orleans people were quite clannish at the time. And uh, he stayed there for another year or two before being re-summoned back to New York uh, to play in Louis Russell's band. Louis Russell was a Panamanian pianist who had uh, been active in uh, New Orleans in the early 1920s before he went to Chicago um, and then New York. And he uh, had an affinity for New Orleans musician. So the big band that he had at the Saratoga Club consisted of uh, some exceptionally fine jazz players, many of whom, like Red Allen, were from New Orleans. Albert Nicholas on clarinet, uh, Paul Barbarin on drums, and, uh, uh, of course, uh, Louis Russell himself on piano. And so the, and Pops Foster on bass. He was uh, the other one I was groping for there. And they had a, a very infectio- uh, infectious beat, I guess you'd have to say. They were one of the first bands to use string bass uh, on a regular basis. Ellington was doing the same thing at the same time. And they became pretty influential. Red Allen later went on to uh, play with Don Redmond's band briefly, with the Fletcher Henderson band for a few years, with the Mills Blue Rhythm 
Rhythm Band. We can hear, uh, or will be hearing on this podcast, some of the recordings he made with Mills Blue Rhythm. And we have an earlier one of the 1934 recordings he did with Fletcher Henderson. And then later on, he went out on his own, and he led combos on 52nd Street all through the 40s. Uh, Some were traditional jazz, Dixieland bass. Some uh, were definitely swing, and some edged almost into rhythm and blues. But by the 1950s, he was playing much more traditional Dixieland, what have you, whatever you'd like to call it. With Red Allen in the band, though, it was always entertaining, and it was very musical. Uh, And uh, he recorded uh, several of these groups uh, in the 1950s. We're going to hear, to begin with, the product of a session that he did with Coleman Hawkins. He and Hawkins had been running buddies since the 30s with Fletcher Henderson, and uh, they made a series of recordings together before Hawkins left for Europe. Uh, And Hawkins booked this date for Soundcraft in 1958, and it was uh, under his name that it was issued. However, uh, if you listen to the whole recording, Red Allen is featured more prominently even than Hawkins, so kind of interesting. This also is more of a mainstream jazz date rather than the the, the Dixieland style that Allen was known for at the time, and his playing was was really remarkable on here. It wasn't quite as extroverted, very uh, introspective in some places. We're going to hear four tracks from that album, and uh, we're going to start out with Mean to Me, actually. That's uh, going to be our first one. We're going to go on then to Stormy Weather, All of Me, and T for Two, all jazz standards, and they will feature Red Allen on trumpet, uh, Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax, an interesting addition is Earl Warren on clarinet. He had been Count Basie's lead alto player in the 1930s into the 40s, and he wasn't known as a clarinet player particularly, but he does a nice job here. We're going to hear Marty Napoleon on piano. He became one of the Louis Armstrong All-Stars a little bit later. Uh, Chubby Jackson on bass. He, of course, made his name with Woody Herman's band in the 40s. And George Wetling, the great Chicago drummer. So an unusual, but as it turns out, quite cohesive rhythm section. So as I said, we're going to hear Mean to Me to begin with. This is from August of 1958. And on the album, for whatever reason, Larry Clinton is given credit for the arrangements. Larry Clinton was a band leader of the 30s and 40s, multi-instrumentalist, did a lot of uh, compositions, things like Study in Brown and arrangements for other bands. And there really are no arrangements here. So why he's given credit, I don't know. Other than some background riffs, there's really just no organization at all. So, Mean to Me, Stormy Weather, All of Me, and T for Two. This is the Coleman Hawkins Orchestra with Red Allen. Thank you. 
featured with Coleman Hawkins Orchestra, I guess you'd have to say. A really tasty mainstream date from August of 1958 for the Soundcraft label, and that also featured, as I said, Earl Warren on clarinet, doing a little bit of work, not a whole lot of solos in there, but some very uh, tasty clarinet work. His uh, sound, tonally, and his approach to the instrument uh, had a lot to do, I think, with Lester Young's uh, clarinet playing. Of course, they sat in the same section for numerous years with Count Basie's band, and neither one of them was really a clarinet player, per se. They were saxophone players. Uh, but you can hear a lot of the same sound quality in there, I think. Anyway, we also had in the rhythm section, very weird rhythm section that gelled beautifully well somehow, Marty Napoleon on piano, Chubby Jackson on bass, and George Wetling on drums, along with Coleman Hawkins on tenor and Red Allen on trumpet. And we heard Mean to Me, uh, followed by Stormy Weather, which uh, featured an ending by Red Allen going up to a high C, which isn't all that high in the grand scheme of trumpet playing, but Red Allen didn't go up into that register all that often. He had a very bright sound, kind of a brilliant sound. So even when he was playing in the middle register, it sounded higher than it was. Um, but uh, going up to that high uh, concert C was a kind of a, a remarkable thing for him at this stage uh, of the, his career in this mainstream setting. We'll hear a little bit more of that in the flashier Dixieland numbers. Then we heard All of Me, uh, featuring a very nice statement of the melody by Coleman Hawkins, and finally T for Two, including some uh, muted Red Allen playing, and he wasn't noted for his muted playing, not plunger mute, but uh, uh, a variety of other mutes. He did a straight mute, he did some other things in there as well. A cup mute, I think, was what he did through most of that tune. So some very good playing, and uh, at that stage of his career, as I said, uh, he was a showboat, or was regarded as that way. He was always an entertainer, and uh, but he still was a very fine player and a very fine musician, and uh, when he uh, uh, corralled his playing a bit, as he did on this date, it was really remarkable. So now we're going to go to another uh, date from a little bit later, November 21st of 1960. This was done for Verve Records, and it was released on an album called Red Allen's All-Stars Play King Oliver. And supposedly these were all tunes played by King Oliver, which they were not. There were only about three or four on that whole album that were uh, associated with King Oliver. Louis Armstrong did a similar album. Somebody had some great ideas at some point and just didn't really uh, attach too much uh, importance to historical accuracy, I guess. But this is uh, part, uh, anyway, of the Metropole Band um, that uh, Red Allen had been leading in the 1950s and into the early 60s. We're going to hear, in addition to Red Allen, two old-timers, as it were, at that point. We're going to hear Herb Fleming on trombone and Buster Bailey on clarinet, and both of the their recording careers went to the pre-jazz era, if you will, or the pre-jazz recording era. Back into the 1910s, Buster Bailey recorded with W.C. Handy's band. Herb Fleming was in on some of the very earliest jazz recording dates, and he ended up going to Europe uh, as well, but both of them very seasoned professionals and come across very well on this recording. In the rhythm section, we're going to have Bob Hammer on piano and Saul Hall on drums. They were uh, Red Allen associates. They weren't terribly well-known otherwise. And joining them is a very well-known Milt Hinton on bass, and we'll hear some good bass solos as well. 
So the tunes we're going to hear from this date are the Canal Street Blues, which was in fact a King Oliver uh, recording from 1923, and Just a Closer Walk with Thee, which I don't believe he ever recorded, was known in New Orleans, I guess that's the connection. So Canal Street Blues and Just a Closer Walk with Thee. Then we're going to go over uh, to another date with a similar Metropole type of band. This is also for the Soundcraft label, and this is a very flashy... Um, up-tempo, you know, extrovert performance, and it has Coleman Hawkins again on tenor sax, along with uh, Red Allen, J.C. Higginbottom on trombone, of course he had played with the Louis Russell Band, and with Henderson, and with the Mills Blue Rhythm Band, and in Red Allen's smaller groups in the 1940s. They had a somewhat contentious relationship, but a very profitable music partnership. On clarinet, we have Saul Yeged, uh, who lived well into his 90s, uh, and had a sort of a Benny Goodman style. Lou Stein on piano, who was well known for playing with the Lawson Haggart band, uh, making all those recordings in the 1950s. Milt Hinton again on bass, and his drum buddy, Cozy Cole, who uh, they had played together in the Cab Calloway band for about a decade. So an interesting group, uh, very uh, boisterous. We're actually just going to hear one tune, uh, because it goes on for quite a while. We get to hear all the players playing. This is the old chestnut, as they say, Bill Bailey. Bill here is Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey. And this was recorded in December, December 16th of 1957, as I mentioned, for Soundcraft. So we're going to start with those three tunes uh, for this set. From the Plays King Oliver album for Verve in 1960, we're going to hear the Canal Street Blues and Just a Closer Walk with Thee. And from the December 1957 album for Soundcraft, we're going to hear... Bill Bailey, all done by Red Allen.
So there's some Red Allen in his, I guess you'd have to call it his native element in the 1950s. We started out with the Canal Street Blues and Just a Closer Walk with the Actually, some pretty musical performances. The rest of that album gets a little frenetic, but that featured some very good Buster Bailey on clarinet, along with Bob Hammer on piano, Milt Hinton on bass, and Saul Hall on drums. Herb Fleming played some trombone in there as well, all with Red Allen. That was done for the Plays King Oliver uh, album done for Verve in 1960. Then we finished up with a uh, arousing, shall we say, version of Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey, done in 1957 for Soundcraft. And that was Coleman Hawkins on uh, tenor sax, along with Red Allen, and this is the Red Allen All-Stars, uh, J.C. Higginbottom, Saul Yeager, Lou Stein, Milton again, and Cozy Cole on drums that time. There were a number of other uh, tunes from that album, which was called Standards and War Horses, so it'll give you an idea of what was going on there. So we're going to move on now to another album that uh, Red Allen did in 19... Uh, 59, actually, or 57, excuse me. This was done for RCA Victor, and it was called I've Got the World on a String. This album was originally called Ride Red Ride after the uh, uh, showpiece that he had done with the Mills Blue Rhythm Band. He recorded this several times afterwards, and we're going to hear it to finish off the program. It's based on Tiger Rag and is uh, kind of a playful thing going back and forth between halftime and double time and uh, challenging the soloists that way. Kind of an interesting thing. Uh, the personnel on here, these are uh, uh, Red Allen and his All-Stars, I guess. Depends on which issue you get. Uh, Red Allen and his All-Stars or Red Allen and his Orchestra, what have you. We're going to have Allen, of course, on trumpet and singing. We're going to get to hear a little more a little more singing of his. Very entertaining singer, to say the least. Along with Higginbottom again on trombone. Buster Bailey again on clarinet. Coleman Hawkins on tenor saxophone again. All four of them played with Fletcher Henderson's band in the 1930s. Although I don't think all... Four of them were in this band at the same time, but um, they had their credentials from there, and uh, Higginbottom, Bailey, and Allen all played together in the Mills Blue Rhythm Band as well. On guitar, we have Everett Barksdale, who had been around for a while. He had been active in Chicago in the 1930s, and uh, he was a very good mainstream swing guitar player. Marty Napoleon is again on piano, Lloyd Trotman on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums. So sort of a, a, a blend of some of the other sessions we've heard today already. We're going to start out with Ain't She Sweet, the old uh, uh, 1920s tune. I think it was written originally for Eddie Cantor, and this, was, uh, this provides a nice uh, opportunity for Red's vocal talents as well as his playing. Uh, I think his playing is, if anything, more inventive on this album than on any of the other ones we've heard, and it's a very much an in-your-face type of album with a couple of exceptions of ballads. We're going to hear one of those as well. After that, we're going to hear a blues called Let Me Miss, uh, Let Me Miss You, and that features a very interesting Red Allen vocal, an eccentric one in some ways. He recorded the same tune in the 1940s with his uh, earlier group. Then we're going to do the ballad Sweet Lorraine, which will feature some very inventive playing by Allen and also by Coleman Hawkins. And then we'll finish up with that version I mentioned of Ride Red Ride. Very flashy, very exciting. So this is the Red Allen All-Stars recording for Victor in 1957, uh, originally called Ride Red Ride. The album came to be known as I've Got the World on a String. So those are our tunes. Ain't she sweet? Let me miss you, baby. Sweet Lorraine and Ride Red Ride.
very confidentially Ain't she sweet? Ain't she nice? Ask you once, twice I ask you very confidentially Ain't she nice? Cause and I In hand and wretched Oh, me oh my In that reflection Well, I Kind of neat. I ask you very confidentially, ain't she sweet? I've got 
got myself another gal She's no pretty dear She's got a brand new kind of loving It's way beyond compare You thought you were my queen You even made yourself a crown But to me, baby, your kind of loving Is just a solid letdown Look at here I'm through worshiping you, baby Look at the fool I've been The only thing you ever gave me Was a heartache now and then The trouble with us men We too quick to forgive But this time, sweet mama, you out As long as you live my front door yes you got a brand new kind of loving and I don't want you no more bye bye baby let me miss you baby bye bye carry on carry on
me side. Your desert bride. Don't be ashamed when I call your name. With rhythm, you win me. I'll go on you, Sammy. Paint the whole town red. Oh, King Hawkins, you heard what I said. Oh, good gracious, women, both days are so right. Right, right. Go ahead, was Ride Red Ride, the big showpiece for Red Allen with Red Allen and his All-Stars for Victor in 1957. And uh, Red took the vocal on there as well on the original recording for the Mills Blue Rhythm Band. He only did some vocal asides and Lucky Melinda actually was the singer, but here Red did all the work with some background vocals by the band. Some excellent solos, not only by the leader in this case, but by the horn players. Red, uh, Red Allen, of course, on trumpet, but Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax, J.C. Higginbottom on trombone, Buster Bailey on clarinet, some wonderful playing by Everett Barksdale on guitar. We heard Marty Napoleon on piano, Lloyd Trotman on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums, keeping those tempos up there. We started that set out with Ain't She Sweet, featuring another interesting Red Allen vocal. He, his singing was really jazz singing at its finest. He didn't, uh, didn't make any bones about uh, being a great singer, but he uh, had a very... Um, interesting voice, shall we say, and he did a number of commercials in the 1960s, including some for Ballantine Beer, um, 50s and 60s, I should say, which you can find on YouTube, actually were issued on some recordings earlier on. So we also then heard Let Me Miss You, Baby, another great blues vocal by Alan, along with um, superb horn solos and Everett Barksdale on guitar as well, and Red get to take an extra helping on that uh, tune as well in his solo choruses. 
And then the third tune, before Red Red Ride, we heard Sweet Lorraine, a much more reflective performance featuring Red Allen and Coleman Hawkins. And both of them were just really, at, at, at in some ways, at the peak of their technical powers at this point in 1957, even though um, Allen had been recording for 30 years at this point and uh, Hawkins had been recording for 35 years. In fact, even longer than that, 37 years. So uh, age had not diminished their capabilities at all. By the early 1960s, they were both slowing down a little bit. Hawkins uh, and Allen both died in the late 1960s, um, and uh, Hawkins in particular is playing had kind of gone downhill with his bad health. Red Allen was playing pretty well up until the end. We did a podcast very early on in our station's history uh, of Red Allen with the Kid Ori Band. They went to Europe and uh, in the early 60s. I think he did another tour with them in the mid-60s, right when he was just about uh, to give up uh, for, due to ill health, but uh, was still playing very, very well. So thank you very much for joining us today. This is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you've enjoyed this Red Allen program. And I hope you're interested enough to sponsor us. We'd love to have some more members of the family. We are on Anchor.fm, but we can be heard uh, on Spotify and uh, Apple Music and all finer podcast stations going forward. So let us know what you think, and we'll see you on the other side.